Welcome to Crash Chords Autographs. For this week's episode, Matt delivers us a breakthrough country rock artist from Dallas, Texas, the talented guitarist and vocalist Eric Neff. Not entirely new to Crash Chords, however, Neff's work made its first appearance on the site as the subject of a written and raving record review titled Subtle Revitalization by writer and CCP co-host Steve Nagel. The album itself, called At the End of the Day, was released shortly after this interview took place on November 10th and is available on iTunes via the link below. Together with Matt, Nep discusses everything from the molding of his sound, to the process of assembling the new record, to the mutual benefits of having a music and modeling career. We even get to hear why he closed the record with his cover of Shout by Tears for Fears. And so, presenting these topics and a healthy aside on football, here's Matt Storm and Eric Neff. Hello, is this Eric? Hey, hey, yes it is, it's Matt. Yes, hey Eric, how are you? Hey man, doing great. Doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for agreeing to the interview. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so, so yeah, I'm really grateful that uh, Avon reached out to us about the album and about you because uh, it's been a hit with me and Steve. Um, we thought it was phenomenal. So I'm really great to, uh, grateful to get a chance to talk to you a bit about it. Man, absolutely. Thank you so much. I'm glad you liked it. So um, to start, um, just so our audience can get an idea of your your background a bit, um, I, I recall reading that you didn't actually start out in music, your professional career. You you only came to music fairly recently. Is that correct? Uh, I actually, well, no, I've, I've actually been in music for, for a while. Um, I was kind of at a point where uh, just where I was, you know, just cutting demos and playing here and there. Um, but then it, yeah, it wasn't until recently where I kind of just decided to be an artist again. And I was actually working for the label that I'm signed with. And basically what happened was, is I went to pick up two of the partners that came in to meet, uh, meet here in Dallas. And as we were driving in, they're like, well, Hey, you know, what have you been working on? And I just, I, you know, threw some stuff in the CD player, and an hour later, I was called into the mo- into the room. I thought to go like grab them coffee or something, and they're like, "All right, we're gonna milk make an album right now." And so that, that was kind of me getting back into it. Wow, that's kind of incredible that it just kind of happened like that. It, it really was. They they were they were just they're they're great guys, and they're just like, how did we kind of not know that you're right under our nose, you know? Because I never pushed it anything in front of their face. Um, and uh, the guy I was working for, based in Dallas here, uh, the head of the label, he knew I did music and was was helping me out uh, in in the studio and stuff. And and uh, you know, as we're great friends, but. Uh, you know, it just it all the all of a sudden it was okay. Quit working. You got to go make an album. So I was like, okay. 
Wow, that's that's really awesome. It's, I like when I when I hear stories like that. You know, people who are just kind of working their, themselves to the bone and kind of happen to wander into a situation that works out for them. It's kind of incredible when things like that kind of just fall into place. Uh, absolutely, especially you know these days. You know, being in in the in the music world. You know, it's it's a tough it's a tough biz, and uh, so yeah, it it kind of just I don't know, it kind of came at me, and you know, it was an opportunity. Of course, you know, I'm not going to pass that pass that one up. So for sure, so we and, went to the record. Great, and so so you're saying then you had been playing music for a while. Have you always been into singing guitar? Did you have growing up like a um, a favorite guitarist, like a thing that inspired you to start picking up? Picking up instruments? Absol- yeah, absolutely. Well, I, I started playing guitar when I was 10, and I basically did that out of spite. And my <laughs> my dad was a musician, and we always had you know gear and recording equipment in the house. Then my brother, my older brother, started picking up the guitar and annoying everybody in the house, of course. And so, you know, at 10, you know, I'm, I'm playing soccer and doing other things, but I decided that I'm not going to be the only guy in the house that doesn't know how to play. So I kind of started out of, you know, learning out of spite. Um, you know, and I, of course I thought the guitar was cool. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I was definitely one of those, you know, my big brother knows all kind of younger brothers. You know, I, I kind of picked up on the music he listened to and that kind of thing. So I thought he was, uh, you know, my hero back then. Well, still today, but, uh, <laughs> Uh, absolutely. And what happened was he introduced me, uh, you know, in Dallas, you know, the, the Austin scene was happening at, at the time and a guy named my brother, actually, we were on the way cause he was in a band. Um, and we were on the way, way to one of his gigs and he said, Eric, shut up, lean back your seat, close your eyes and I'm going to play something for you. And it was a guy uh, named Ian Moore, mm-hmm. who whom I actually opened, got the privilege of opening up for last night, and oh, it awesome. was so awesome. Uh, what an awesome experience! But but uh, he was kind of like I kind of he kind of Ian kind of became my musical mentor as far as how I wanted the way he presented music and how I absorbed it as a listener was fascinating to me, and I was like I want to be able to uh present music you know the way the way that he does just uh it was special i just found something awesome in his vocals and his his guitar playing the, you know the way he was able to emotionally you know get out through his fingers you know what he was basically could have been saying through his mouth you know cool thing about the guitar yeah for sure the guitar is also a very versatile instrument you can do a lot with it Um, the next thing I wanted to ask is, so obviously you're, you're, you see, you live in Dallas, is that correct? Uh-huh. Correct. And, um, have you always lived there or did you move there as you got older? Uh, no, I've, uh, I lived here, uh, grew up here. Um, I left when I was 18, actually. I've been, uh, f- fortunate enough to, uh, have a, uh, a career in the modeling business that has allowed me to kind of, I took off when I was 18 and kind of hit the overseas and hit, you know, live in New York and LA and Miami and kind of got a, a taste of the world, uh, until I got an opportunity to come back to Dallas. 
as much cliches going into the whole saying that you're in the modeling business, you know, it was, it was a truly eye-opening and, you know, it allowed me to grow as a person. Um, but, you know, being out there and being living in New York for four and a half years, it's not like you can scream at the top of your lungs and sing. So I was like, I need to get back somewhere where I, where I can open up and sing at will. Um, so I came back here. Cool. And yeah, um, it definitely, I think also like growing up around, uh, a Southern rock scene probably influenced your music quite a bit. Um, and you can hear it in the record for sure. Um, one, one of my favorite moments with your music was when Yvonne sent the email and you have the cover of, um, what was it? Come together by the Beatles. Yeah. And oh, I, yeah. I, I love that version of it because, you know, and I wanted to talk a little bit about covers because, you know, a lot of artists, when they cover, they kind of go one of two ways. They either do an homage where it's more or less in the same exact style of the original artist, but just their kind of tiny spin on it. And then some some artists kind of completely change it, make it their own, make it their sound instead of the original artist. You, with Come Together, kind of did a little of both. You made it your own, but you had enough of a nod to the original version as well in the construction of it that it had this kind of great blend of both. Well, thank you so much. Uh, yeah, that was <laughs> that song. Uh, well, of course, is, is a fantastic song. It kind of just started as I was, you know, throwing a band together, and you know, I was kind of like, hey, you know, what songs do you know? You know, and I was just like, hey, everybody, go home and learn this in this key because I can't sing in the original key. Is you know, tenor <laughs> up there? Yeah. So I was like, let's let's uh let's uh let's slow it down and groove it out and uh and see what happens and basically i didn't do anything we just started playing and and that's you know as a band you know you want to have you know common ground and then figure each other out and that's where you learn from each other and read off each other so i just kind of just kind of picked it up and it was a song i tried to you know use to i know it sounds terrible but for the band to come together to bring us together (laughs) kind of get us all on the same page so but it ended up being really really fun and uh gosh that song is hilarious because there's so many lyrics and verses and i was there's four verses and i was oh it should, you should have been at rehearsals i'm like trying to... <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, difficult but, uh, for you to remember everything oh my gosh well you know you write a song yourself you know those song those lyrics are ingrained in you but then, sure. you know you're trying to pick up these classics and I was like, man, I know, I know these words, but I was, you know, putting first and third verse, you know, changing them up. And it was, yeah, it was just, it was funny. It was fun. Good times. Very cool. Yeah. It comes across in the video too. You know, just watching guys kind of play in the studio. It really has that kind of very open and very sincere vibe, which is really cool in a music video also. Um, yeah. Speaking to covers though, I, so I really, as I mentioned earlier, I really love the record and I thought it was very interesting and very cool that you closed the record with Shout, which is really mm-hmm. like Tears of, Tears of Fears. And I'm a huge fan of 80s music, the cheesier, the better. Cause I just, I love that. The synth, everything. And I really like your cover of it because you more or less do an homage to the original. You know, you change it up a little bit. It's definitely your style of singing and, you know, but the the speed, the tempo and the sound is mostly similar. And I really like that. I like that you just kind of took the song and sang it. And uh, why did you choose Shout of all the songs to cover on your record? Was was that one? You know, I've I've been asked that uh, recently uh, quite a bit. And the, the honest answer was... I'm an 80s kid too. 
I love that band, and we plain thought it'd be a fun song to do. There, there's so much going on in that song, and it allowed for us to just really have fun in the studio. You know, there's there's the the synth. There's lots of rooms for uh, guitar solos. Um, we just thought, you know, it fit with my voice, uh, and you know, we started kind of just rolling around it because I uh, I tracked most of this with my brother in Nashville and he just we started playing that lick on you know picked up a strat threw it in and started doing that and we're, we just thought hey this is a you know a cool way to present it but it stays true to the original uh, tune so we just we just we just really had fun with it yeah, and it comes across in in the in hearing it. But moving on to talking about uh, the record a little more. So um, I actually have some questions from Steve Nagel, who is a co-host of my main podcast, the Crash Chords Podcast, which is the uh, weekly show that we do, and also the author of the record review uh, at the end of the day, um, a sort of revitalization, which is the one that we put put up on our website, CrashChords.com. Um, he wants to know. However indirect, were there any musical influences involved in the writing of Don't Fall? The darker tones found here seem seem unique for the album. What helped you form that sound for that single? Uh, actually, that, that song I've had with me for a really long time. Back when I, I did uh, live and spend some time in, in Nashville, um, and my first band there, I had a band with, with my brother who's the top musical engineer now. Uh, the drummer now plays is like Jars of Clay's top drummer, and wow. uh, these guys were just so so freaking talented, you know. And it was my first front man like experience, and it was a song that uh, Gabe and Jeremy kind of brought, and we kind of you know developed it. But um, it was more just, uh, I mean, that song has to be. 12, 15, 15 years old. Um, but it's, it's always a song that I've never been able to let go. Um, it's a song that, that when we were deciding what songs to put on the album, we're just like, this, we have to, we have to, to record this, this tune. Um, you know, cause it, it's, you know, it's, it has that haunting, um, aspect to it. And, uh, you know, I don't, I don't think there was any other musical influence than just, four guys in Nashville sitting, you know, writing and sitting in a room, um, just hashing it out. Um, uh, but there, I don't believe there was a, a specific, uh, artist that was trying, trying to be like, it was just kind of a pretty organic, organic experience. Awesome. Well, and it, and it comes through very organic. I mean, and it's no wonder you picked it as the first single because it's a powerful song. And the fact that you held on to it for so long, I think kind of is across in it too, because it's a very emotional track. Um, and you can kind of get a sense of it just from, from the complete construction of it. It is. We, we really tried to put uh, timeless material on, on this album. You know, a lot of these songs I've, I've had with me for a long time, um, and I just I loved them, and I had the opportunity to do an album, and I was like, "Hey, I, I got some songs we can do." Uh, it's great and, that that worked uh, out that way. Yeah, well, and it allowed for uh, you know has you know it has 
such, I, I don't know, it has a song for every mood. Um, you know, it's got your, you know, whatever, for a lot of taste, you know, it's got some of the, you know, up the rocker stuff and it does have the, the ballads and the emotional stuff. And then it's got, you know, your easy breezy driving songs on there. Um, just all, it's kind of all over the place, but it somehow works together. Yeah, it absolutely does. Um, another question that Steve has is, um, we were talking about your modeling career earlier, and he's curious if your modeling career easily paralleled your music career, or if you ever experienced a real conflict between the two. I mean, it sounds like you kind of did one and fiddled with the other and then came back to it, but is there more to it than that? Um, well, actually when I started in music, uh, the modeling career was the last thing that I, that I wanted people to know I, because I, I didn't want to be just off, off that aspect. Um, and that was right when all the social media stuff started happening. Um, you know, of course, you know, when I'm first starting out, I'm like, I want to be respected as an artist, Sure. but things have, have really turned around. Um, and, and now it's cause I'm, I'm still modeling. I mean, I, I'll get calls and go and do a job and it's, it's great cause I can do a time for music and I can go make a little, a little cash here and there. Um, but now the two seem to be really, really working together. It doesn't seem to be hurting me, you know, and now it's, it's, it seems to be more of 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 a, a good thing, more of an asset uh, to have that um, and use that because you know what the the modeling industry taught me so much about how to how to hold myself, how to present myself, how to walk into a room. Um, you know, it it got me out of my shell, and you know now um, people are less, I think, less judgmental on on that and we'll look at it at it maybe as more of a cool thing that oh hey yeah he models too that's that's you know that's i don't know some people would find that cool but <laughs> you know it's just it's just a business i'm very thankful for but um but uh now i think you know it's allowed me to to you know have relationships um and places i, di- I didn't know and you know in all over the all over the nation and uh so, so now I'm, I'm, I guess I'm embracing the two is what I'm trying to say. Uh, and I think it's, I think it would, you know, as we want people to, to love the music, you know, it can't hurt if somebody, you know, likes a photo and goes, Oh wait, who's that? So, you know, well, yeah, but, for sure. Like in the, in this social media world, uh, where everything's so connected, one, someone might discover you from one place, but then find out you do the other thing too and go, Oh, well, I didn't know that. Well, that's great. I would totally want to be involved with this person now, you know? Yes, exactly what you said. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> um, Steve's final question for you is, uh, what highlights of the current record do you see working towards your next album? Any themes, musical or lyrical that you would, uh, expect to further explore in your next record? That's a tough question because all these songs are, are so, uh, so different. Um, yeah. you know what I want to keep, what I do want to keep is what I thought about this, this album was, was, was the honesty. Um, I really felt like a, you know, as much musical influence as I, these guys that I love and I, you know, idolize, emulate or whatever, I really found that, you know, I found my voice on this, um, and and I think I definitely want that to carry over. I, I'm thinking about doing a, a more acoustic, more intimate type record. 
um, where I can really use the mic differently um, and, you know, create that I'm in the room with you kind of feel. Um, and I thought, you know, cause I mean, I like to get up and rock and roll as much as anybody, you know, strap on a guitar and be loud. <laughs> but I, I really found that, you know, on a lot of this, this album that the, the intimacy, um, was something that, that I really loved. Um, and something that I definitely want to carry over that, that honest intimacy, um, yeah, I guess yeah, just just the honesty. I mean, we just we just strapped on guitars and plugged them in and, and played. You know, we weren't going for for perfection. Um, we were just trying to make it. You know, if it feels good, leave it. If it doesn't, take it out. Um, kind of mentality. Um, Which makes sense. I mean, I totally get that. Uh, you know, music that comes. Honesty in music comes through so much stronger than than music that's manufactured. So anything that's honest and and sincere will always find an audience and will always connect with a person because nobody wants to be lied to. Essentially, you know, you want if you're getting music from an artist, you want it to be sincere and and honest. And uh, I think that's a huge strength for that record. And uh, right. if you continue to work that way, I think you'll you'll find a lot more success as you continue on. Excellent. Thanks, man. Yeah, sure. Um, also, I remember reading in the original press release I had received from Yvonne that you uh, are master's class instructor at the uh, 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 Sepkin Entertainment Group. Oh well, no, I took well. Yes and no. I'm not. I'm not. I do coach voice here and there for for just people around. You know, at the. I, I mean, I've coached voice, um, but I was. I took. I took voice under. I guess I would be considered under her master class. The thing was, I took voice from a very, very awesome, awesome and highly acclaimed vocal coach who's very expensive. Um, and uh, her name is Linda Setzian. And uh, and basically, uh, I don't know. Well, she was there last night. Um, funny how that how that started because when I was when I was eighteen. Uh, I went up to uh, actually. I don't know if you've heard of Jessica Simpson. I grew up with Jessica, but oh, sure, of course, I know Jessica Simpson. Sure, her, it was her birthday party, and Linda was her vocal coach, and I had been the guitar player. I had been playing, you know, some rhythm guitar for some of her students, and I, and I just went up to her and I said, "I want, you know, I'd love to learn how to fundamentally sing." And she's like, "Well, come come by and uh, check out a." check out a class and see if it's something you'd be interested in. I went to the, to uh, see the class, the student ended up not being able to come. And she's like, well, you know, do you have anything to sing or, you know, anything you can play for me? And basically I just went to my car and got, of course, the old Ian Moore, you know, CD popped it in and sang along. And from then on, uh, for years I took, I took under classes under Linda um, which she still has never asked a dime for. Oh, that's uh, very nice. And uh, we just developed that in, that relationship, and she's being been like a second mother to me, um, and always will be. But but that was that was that was the beginning of of singing for me. So um, to so I guess I would be considered yes one of her master class students. Um, she she you know from then on had you know has her classes and her levels of of. I guess maturity through her ranks. Um, 
but I don't know. I just, I just, I just, you know, doing these interviews, I look back and I just think, man, that is a cool, that's a cool thing that <laughs> happened. Well, yeah, it's good to acknowledge the things that you've come from and kind of realize how kind of great it was. You know, it's, it's nice to reflect on those things from time to time. It, it, it is absolutely so many, so many great people that just been around and given me opportunities that, you know, uh, you know, that were just handed to me and uh you know i'm so grateful for and sure now, you know, now but they wouldn't have care. they wouldn't have come up if you didn't have the talent or the passion to back it up you know things don't just fall in someone's lap and they make you know uh something from nothing you clearly worked for it too and and i think I that's reflected yeah. in your music and your sound for sure yeah i i'm yeah i well you know i guess you know and the greatest people in your life, I guess they, you know, can see things in, in you that maybe you can't even see in yourself. Um, you know, a lot of it's, you know, some of it's talent, a lot of it's hard work, a lot of, a lot of it's just perseverance, just keeping at it. Cause you know, as you know, this, I mean, music business, I mean, most of the time it's not about the music. No, um, not. you know, unfortunately. So, uh, so yeah, it's, it's been a crazy ride, but you know, now I'm sitting here, with an album and I'm, I'm ready to go play some shows. Cool. So yeah, that's actually what I wanted to ask you next. Do you have a, uh, a tour set up that you're, you're planning? That is in the works. Um, I, um, tours are being all that stuff, all that stuff. Every, the label's been, you know, really pushing the, the release of this album. And right now I'm meeting with different management, uh, to just kind of see, see what, what is going to be going to be, I don't know, but just see what opportunities come because apparently, you know, people are, the, the album's getting great feedback and, and Yvonne is doing such an incredible job um, that, uh, yeah, I'm I'm going to be out there soon. Uh, cool. Just don't have any definite plans, as for, just any specific plans right now. Gotcha. Well, if you come to New York, definitely let us know. We'll promote it and we'll definitely come see you. Oh, absolutely. Oh, man, I got to get back to New York. Oh, man, I miss it so much. It's a great place. Like, I have moments here. You know, I work a nine-to-five day job besides running my website. And, you know, there are moments where I'm stuck on a crowded train and go, ugh, I want to be not here. But but all in all, I love being in this city. And uh, so I t definitely get that. You know, it's a place where people always come back. You know, a lot of people leave, but but most do come back at some point. Sure. Um, the, the next thing I wanted to ask is in, in vain with touring and, and going out and, and playing shows, um, I imagine the, you know, besides modeling and music, they're not the only things you do. Do you have a preferred pastime that you enjoy in your free time watching TV or playing video games or sports, anything like that? Yeah, I, I love sports. Actually, if I'm in the car, I'm usually listening to talk radio. Um, <laughs> Sometimes, you know, when you do music all the time, you know, I've got, you know, songs and lyrics, everything running through my head. Sometimes it's good to, you know, throw on the radio and listen to, you know, guys talk about ripping each other's heads off. So uh, I love talk radio, radio uh, and uh, yeah, I'm a big, just, I'm a really simple. Yeah, I'd love to just kick back and then barbecue and, and throw on a good on a good movie and I'm, I'm golden just with a guitar in my lap and that's a good good day for me cool do you, do you have a favorite sport and a favorite sports team well right now i'm pretty proud of my cowboys 
Uh, I, I knew you were going to say that as a New York Giants fan. I, I knew you. See, I knew you knew that I was going to. I know. <laughs> I got to hurt a little bit. Well, you know, I mean, you know, the Giants can't win every Super Bowl, so, you know, it's fine. But, uh, but well. Uh. <laughs> But yeah, it's, it's never, it's not, I mean, last season was rough for us. So, you know, I'm kind of just taking it with trepidatious um, calmness this season and anything we do good, I'm thankful for and just kind of take it one step at a time. The Cowboys don't definitely don't look too shabby this season for sure. Uh, yeah, they're exceeding expectations for sure. Which is good. Um, it's funny when I realized you were from, from uh, Dallas, I was like, he's going to say his favorite team is the Cowboys. I feel it. Uh, but, uh, but I still like you just the same anyway, so don't worry about it. <laughs> um, so, um, you, you said you were playing a show the other night and, uh, you've done some live stuff, uh, playing this new record. Is there a song, like a favorite song you like to play live one that you really get into while playing it or are they all your favorites? Yeah. Oh, you know, last night uh, was, you know, I I almost I had to I don't know I had to kick myself because I was playing Rosalie, and I started almost singing myself into a trance, and I was like, "Wait, crap! I got I got to play." Like, um, yeah, that's what's so so cool about a lot of the songs like Stuck in Cages and uh, Rosalie is they sometimes they they hypnotize me while I'm playing them because they're the the chord changes and, and the melodies are just. I don't know. They just, they're like, they have what I like in great songs, the cool chord changes and the, the dissonance and that you're just kind of get, get swept away. And uh, I love, like I just, last night, Rosalie was, it was actually the first time I played it, played it live. Um, and uh, I, I just can't wait to play it again. Very it's cool. Um, and, uh, the next thing I wanted to ask was, um, obviously you mentioned earlier that you, you would like to kind of take yourself in possibly an acoustic direction for the next album. I know you just recorded this new one. Have you started writing any, any other songs in each on the album you have currently? Uh, well, right. Yeah. A lot of time is being spent right now, uh, getting, cause I want to be, I want to have the band ready as well as an acoustic set ready. So a lot of that time is, in rehearsing that stuff right now. Um, just, you know, cause there's so many little fine tunings, uh, to do with that. Um, you know, as far as writing the next one, well, a lot of the, in some of these songs, I do, I do have some songs that are already ready to go, but, um, you know, some of these songs, uh, I'd like to transfer them over and, and, you know, do them, do them, you know, broken down acoustic, uh, versions. Um, and uh so yeah i think that you know once once this settles down a little bit and the album's released you know i you know i mean i'm all, i'm always writing you know when i sit down with a guitar you know that's when you know the licks start happening um you know driving down the road lyrics are popping up and so you know i'm constantly writing when you write a song, um, what usually comes first? Is it the the guitar or the music, or is it is it the lyrics, or does it is it different from song to song? Uh, it is it is different from song to song, but usually usually it starts usually it starts with a guitar lick, 
um, you know, because I'll, I'll just be fiddling around and I'll, I'll play something I didn't even know I played. I'm like, wait a second, that was, that was pretty cool. What, what was that? Um, uh, you know, and then uh, then usually I, I, you know, try to write from you know, what whatever's kind of going on um, in my life. You know, writing writing music is kind of how I figure myself out. It's it's kind of my my therapy of getting myself out out, you know, it's my, you know, I don't know the right word for it. I'm trying to think of what Ian Moore would say, because it'd be a lot more eloquent. <laughs> yeah. is, um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of just how I, you know, figure myself out is, is, is song. Cause I'll just start humming melodies and all of a sudden lyrics will just kind of start coming out. And, you know, as you, you write them down, things just kind of, they just develop and all of a sudden you've got, you know, two guitar licks that you wrote six months apart that all of a sudden are fitting together. And then you're just putting this stuff piece by piece. And then sometimes, you know, if, you know, if I'm writing with a buddy or something, you can just throw down somebody comes in with an idea and then, you know, half an hour, you've got a song and you're just like, what just happened? Um, so yeah, it's just, it really depends. Okay. Um, and uh, you mentioned Ian a few times, so he's clearly one of your big, big influences. Um, but I'm curious if there's other music that you're really into that someone might be surprised that you like. One of our listeners who's heard your album when it comes out um, and knows the kind of music you play. Is there anything that you listen to that you take inspiration from that's kind of outside of what you're surprised by? Um, yeah, well, I really love a band called Ours. Um Jimmy Nieko is is the lead vocalist, and he's one of those those talent guys like Ian that 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 you can always listen to, and will take you to that that other place. Um, and he's more of a, a rock. Singer. I mean, he's a very intense singer with incredible Jeff Buckley range. Oh, cool. Uh, and uh, but I mean, his stuff is can be more is a lot more is I guess more dark. Um, you know, but I, you know, I love, you know, I, I listen to Radiohead, um, uh, you know, but then I, I love the Miss Lee, um, type guys that can just, you know, put on an acoustic and, and take your breath away. Um, I'm trying to think here of, uh, of other guys, um. I think also, uh, from what I've heard of your music, it speaks to how honest and kind of diverse even the record is. Even though it's within your your kind of sound of the overall record, you do jump around a little bit from ballads to to home stuff, to faster stuff, to kind of driving stuff, like you said. And I think that's influenced by the possibilities you listen to. You know, if people who listen to only one kind of music can't really expand on an idea if they don't know where else to go. You know, if they're kind of in one place. Yeah, well, I, you know, I love, yeah, the the soul of blues, and then I, I mean, I like you know some, you know, that dark emotional stuff you listen to when you're alone in the car, and then I love easy breezy, you know, uh, Pete Yorn type stuff, and I yeah. like the kind of bluegrass, kind of just, you know, the Ryan Adams kind of just raw in your face kind of stuff. I mean, it's it's yeah, all, all spectrum. I'm just a big fan of talent. Sure. Well, I, I think we really, we, really, we all are a band of talent. Yeah. Know? Ultimately, yeah, people don't want to listen to talentless music. 
Sure, sure. Yeah, if I, I don't care what genre it is. If I listen to it and go, man, you know, they have, they're able, you know, to get across their music, you know, and in, in a way that only they can. You know, they're not trying to be anybody else but themselves, and nobody can do what they do. That's yeah. what I love. Yeah, I feel like the biggest bands that have impact on me are the ones who clearly are, have their own voice and are kind of exploring their own path. You know, those are the ones that will stand out the most, too. When you can't exactly peg them as something, you know, that's when you're going to get really intrigued because you, it's human nature to kind of put music in a box these days. You know, this guy's country, this guy's rock and roll, this guy is heavy metal. But when you get someone who's kind of just outside the lines, that's when it gets really intriguing. Yeah. And, uh, you know, a lot of people are like, well, what kind of music do you do? And I'm like, I don't know. Hopefully it's just good. <laughs> you know, just yeah. good music. That's probably got to be the worst question that you get is, what kind of music do you play? You know, <laughs> and when someone finds out you're a musician, it's like my fiance is a, a singer, songwriter, and an actress. When she mentions, you know, when anyone mentions their singer, oh, we'll sing me something. Well, it's not that easy. You know, that's not how this works. You know, but. Right? Yeah. I'm not in the mood. <laughs> Um, when you start touring, is there a, obviously it sounds like you really do want to come back to New York, but is there any other cities that you're like, like, that's the place you want to go. That's where you want to play. Do you have a specific goal location that you'd really love to play? Um, yeah, definitely New York's at the top of the list. (laughs) Um, uh, you know, I, I'm really just looking for, I'm looking, I want to find these places where, where people are ready to listen to music again, you know, and want to go in and, and, and actually listen. You know, I, you know, I think you can find that in most any city. Um, but in Dallas, it's, it's just really hard. Um, cause there's such a, a club scene and, uh, it's really hard to be, you know, you walk into a room and, you know, somebody's playing, and everybody, you know, you'll see people talking or they're eating their food. And I'm like, are you not listening to this guy? He is awesome. Um, so, you know, even if I have to go tour with nothing but me and acoustic guitar, I want to hit every city, uh, any city that I can, and just see what people are, you know. I know there's people out there that, you know, just, just love music. For sure. Yeah. No, that's got to be tough with, with a scene like that. I mean, it's cool in New York. I mean, I've, I've lived here my whole life and there was kind of like when I was a kid, you know, a teenager, there was a lot of small club acts playing like, you know, small shows under basements and underground and, but you know, that kind of stuff. Live music was kind of a really big thing. And then kind of in the early 2000s when I was in college, it kind of dwindled a bit. People didn't want to really go see shows as much, but I'm finding a resurgence now. There's a lot of great venues in New York opening up, playing and featuring music constantly. Um, and it's kind yeah. of nice to be able to pick up, pick a place and just go, oh, it's music. Uh, a friend of mine owns a bar called The Way Station in Brooklyn. It's a Doctor Who themed bar. And every night during the week, they have music. On the weekends, they'll have special events. But every night during the week, it's three or four bands from like eight to midnight. And it's great. It's a great way to find new music. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I remember being in New York and, you know, you go to these places like, where are we? And you just go in and just get blown away. Um, yeah, I love that about New York. You know, Austin's going to be a great, a great place too. Um, 
even not, gosh, I'd love to even get up on the West Coast, hit some Seattle, um, you know, definitely hit, you know, Nashville, but, you know, there's got to be, you know, there's, you know, there's places to play everywhere that I know, you know, even college town, a lot of college towns, kids getting into music. Sure. Yeah. I feel like it's it's cool to do the indie thing. (laughs) Well, yeah, I find that also like now that radio isn't as prevalent as it was, it still is in some areas, but you know, it's not as big as of an influence as it used to be. You don't really care about a lot of those shows unless you're following the right group or location on Facebook, you know, because it used to be tuned into the radio and the commercial comes on this Sunday, so-and-so at this place, you know, and and there's not really a lot of that anymore. TV also, there's no commercial really, except on like Hulu, which every so often. And I don't think I've ever seen music advertised on like streaming um, properties. So it's like, you really have to, know someone who knows someone to find stuff. It's, it's an interesting sure. dichotomy the way music's kind of come around to word of mouth again almost you know like i i honestly hadn't heard of you until avon reached out to steve um pushing pushing the album and you know steve wrote the, the review and i was really interested and then i listened to the record and loved it and so i you know avon reached out to me about an interview and i was like for sure but it's always nice when you discover music that way, when you just kind of get hit with something out of left field, like, oh, this is a thing. Oh, well, I love this, you know? Sure, sure. I, you know, it's important to find, you know, venues with built-in crowds. You know, I guess, you know, if I wanted, you know, go on a tour with somebody that's kind of, you know, already, already been around that road a few times, kind of, and, uh, you know, piggyback with them. Um, but, but... Yeah, right. Right now, I don't care if there's one person out there, you know, in the room. I'm I'm ready to just get out there and be playing. Um, uh, but hey, yeah, one at a time if I have to. <laughs> well, it sounds like a great place to be, though. It sounds like you're really, you know, you're kind of riding this wave, and you just want to see where it goes. And that's kind of that's always the best place to be because you really can kind of do whatever you want in that moment. Eventually, you'll figure out. A strategy, but now it's just get out there and connect, you know, which is which sure, sure. I'm hoping will be a lot of fun for you, because uh, because like I said, I mean, everyone that I've played the record for out here on the East Coast enjoyed it, so you should definitely make oh, a stop in New York at some point. Um, I think it's also the, the interesting thing about your sound. I think is I was talking to a friend of mine about this the other day. A friend of mine plays in a, a rock band called Jacks of Kings County, and they're pretty much just a straight up rock outfit. Um, they're a local New York band. And I love their stuff. And I couldn't figure out why, like, you know, they're great musicians, but I couldn't figure out why I was connecting to it so much. Because nobody plays rock and roll anymore. And a ton of the tracks on your album are rock and roll. They're influenced and fused with a lot of other stuff, but you just play some straight up rock and roll. And I think that's what attached me to it. And I think that's where your success will thrive from too, is that you're just playing some good old fashioned rock and roll and nobody really does that anymore. It's always genre mashups and stuff. And it's kind of refreshing. Yeah, yeah, that's, uh, these days, you know, I I have coined the phrase, you know, vintage theory is kind of what we're calling the, the band, but, uh, you yeah. know, it, it comes from, hey, these guys did it right the first time, just just picking up a guitar, plugging it in, throwing up a mic, and hitting record, and and then you're done. Like, it's, it's really about just, you know, and that's what I loved about seeing, you know, Ian, last night and doing his thing after so many years is he still has that, that love of just getting up and screaming his head off. Um, and, uh, yeah, that it has been, has been lost. Um, 
good old fashioned rock and roll. We can't get can't not love it. Yeah, that's that's for sure. Um, before we start wrapping up, I'm curious. Obviously, the album you want to promote. Um, so tell the audience again when that when that album actually comes out. Oh gosh. Do you know? Well, do you remember the release date? <laughs> I haven't been given the date. Uh, November 10th was the last date that was given to me. Okay, so uh, look, look for November 10th. I believe that's accurate. I should have actually double checked the press release that Yvonne sent me, but I, look for it in, in yeah, early. I know, oh, I, I'm sorry to interrupt, but no, I, no, I, I know it's available now, uh, available for uh, uh, pre order on, on iTunes. Ah, great. So go to iTunes and pick it up there, pre order the record. Um, definitely look for it in, in early to mid November. Um, at the end of the day is the name of the record again. Um, anything else you want to promote, uh, locally shows you're doing before you go out on tour or any, anything coming up? Uh, I think I just really want to give a, a big, a big thank you to Yvonne Laughlin and, uh, Invent Records just for, for having my, my back and believing in me and, uh, getting, helping me get this record done. Yeah, they're they're and and Yvonne's been so open with me and communicating and just getting back to me and very responsive and 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 punctual. Uh, so it's you know it's and it's been a pleasure to talk to you. You're you're a delight to chat with, and I'd love to do this again in person if you're ever in New York uh, for sure. Uh, do do a chat in person, maybe get you on our other show. Our other podcast is um, we every week we review a new album and we have a guest. They bring an album that either means something to them or that they just like and. We broke it down track by track. So if you're in New York for an extended period of time, we'd love to have you on the other show. Absolutely. Absolutely. That sounds phenomenal. Um, Eric, you're a delight and a pleasure. This has been a wonderful interview. Um, I will definitely also make sure you go to check out CrashCourse.com. We have the review of Eric's record up now. Um, I, I really appreciate you taking the time to do the interview. Oh, thanks so much, Matt. I appreciate it. My pleasure. And uh, definitely reach out. You have my number now. Reach out when you're going to be in New York. We'll, we'll, we'll hook up and chat some more. Oh, consider it done. Looking forward to it. Excellent. Thanks, Eric. All right. Thanks, Matt. Bye. Bye. If you enjoyed these interviews, please subscribe to this and the Crash Chords podcast on iTunes, where you can also rate us and review us. You can also like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at Crash Chords Web, our Tumblr, and our YouTube channel. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to post in the comment area below each post. And keep the discussion going, because remember, music is life, and life is good.